The role of the principal can be both solitary and challenging, offering few opportunities to reflect with colleagues as they push staff members constantly to operate outside their comfort zones. All while accountable to students, parents, teachers, and district leaders, we're going to look closer at this iconic profession. We're here with Sarah Fireman, a former public school teacher and principal, and current lecturer at the Harvard Graduate School of Education, and author of the new Harvard Ed Press book, Becoming a School Principal, Learning to Lead, Leading to Learn. Welcome, Sarah. Thank you, Matt. So, Sarah, a little bit about your own personal journey, how you got into the teaching world, and then how a teaching job turns into a principalship, because that's not always the case. Mm-hmm, sure. Um, so I uh, pursued the career of teaching because in college I decided that I wanted to change the world, like many college students, and sort of did some calculations about how I might best do that, and decided that it was through influencing young minds and really uh, teaching children to be anti-racist, to be feminists, to um, take care of the earth. So um, so I went into teaching and then and loved it and then started doing staff development with teachers outside my school. And I kept hearing people say, oh, we'd love to do this more meaningful work, but there are all these constraints. And often one of the constraints was our principal requires us to do these things, or our principal puts pressure in these ways that prevent us from learning these new techniques, using these new approaches. And so um, so I began to think, okay, if I really want to make a larger difference for kids, I should pursue school leadership. And is that the typical track, just for people who probably don't know much about how someone becomes a principal? It's a mm-hmm. totally different set of skills, yet with some overlapping skills as mm-hmm. a, a classroom teacher. What is the typical trajectory for someone who does become a principal? Is it they have to teach for a certain number of years? And then do they apply for those positions? Are they usually chairs of a certain department, do professional development? Mm-hmm. I think people are always curious about the, the sort of trajectory to become a principal. Yeah, I think there are lots of different ways. I think in the past it used to be that someone worked as a teacher for several decades and, um, and then went into administration, usually first as an assistant principal and then as a principal. I think increasingly, as we have more uh, more people going into teaching who see it not as a long-term career, but who do teaching for maybe five to seven years and then are looking for a change, which we know is a characteristic of new generations entering the career force, that... Um, more people are looking to expand the reach of their impact. And so after a much shorter period of time in the classroom, people are looking for leadership positions. And that's one of the unique things about the teaching profession is there aren't a lot of opportunities for leadership in a traditionally structured school. And so um, so right now, one of the main ways people can increase their sense of responsibility uh, and impact is by pursuing an administrator position. So everyone uh, typically has a story about their first year as a teacher, if you know, they're a teacher. And I'm wondering if your first year as a teacher was similar to your first year as a principal in terms of the challenges, the outcomes, the issues, the surprises, and things that you typically have to overcome. And t- take us back to that first year as a principal. Where mm-hmm. were you? What were your expectations? And I know this is very much part of the book, too. Right. So there are a lot of ways in which the first year as a principal is similar to the first year as a teacher in that you really, the 
first day that you start as a principal, you're expected to have the same skills that somebody who has been on the job for 30 years has. You know, you face all the same challenges, and yet it's your first day on the job. And so, um, so there's an enormously steep learning curve, the same way there is in the first year of teaching. And um, I actually make this comparison in my book that, of course, when you're learning, you're going to make mistakes. And as a teacher, you make mistakes in front of what's often a fairly forgiving audience of children. When you make mistakes as a school leader, you've got hundreds of children, but also their teachers, their families, the community members. It's a much more public role. And so um, so that was a real adjustment for me, recognizing that, okay, I am now learning very publicly, and I have to be comfortable um, doing that publicly. Let's talk about the new skills that you talk about, you know, being able to make mistakes more publicly, but some about some of the hard skills or soft skills that, uh, that you as a principal evolve and grow um, as you become a more seasoned principal, now a teacher of, of, very, of principals and education leaders. What are those skills that those uh, ed leaders should be focused on or skills of, of individuals or teachers or, or folks who are interested in the profession if they feel like they have those skills they w- that would, you know, help them succeed? Yeah. So this is um, this was a really important learning that I had. I I went into this role um, with a lot of passion and a really strong sense of urgency that I wanted to improve the education of all children and in particular children who've historically been not well served for our school system. So low income kids of color, our English language learners, our students with learning disabilities, emotional disabilities. And so um, when I was in grad school, I um, just sort of vowed to myself that I would be the kind of principal who did not tolerate subpar performance, who was not going to um, be sort of beaten down by the challenges of um, teacher evaluation or the pressures not to hold people accountable. And um, also that I was, I, I thought, you know, if I uh, root out the bad apples, that's that's the sort of primary area of my work. And um, while it's true that there were, as in all professions, there are some bad apples, there are some folks who do not put in their best effort, who um, shirk some of their responsibilities, that's really not true of the majority of teachers. The vast majority of teachers wake up every morning wanting to do a really good job, care about their students deeply, work incredibly hard. So I quickly learned that this is not, you can't fire your way to improved student learning that, um, in fact, as hard as that is, as hard as, you know, being a a leader with a strong sense of accountability and a willingness to do the hard work of evaluation, that actually good good leadership involves a whole lot more. It requires this long-term view of supporting adult learning in the building in the service of supporting student learning. And so um, so I recognize that um, I needed to, in order to help that first grader learn to read, and I was very much aware that that first grader does not have another chance at first grade. You know, this is, this is it. This is, you know, we need to meet that kid's need right now. At the same time, figuring out how to help that child meant figuring out how to help that child's teacher 
learn to be a more effective reading instructor. And so that meant investing in systems in the school where teachers are uh, learning together and also where teachers feel a heightened sense of accountability to each other. So I moved from the sense of accountability really being about being accountable to the principal um, to an understanding that my job as a leader, I'm going to do a much more effective job if I can create a school where there's a culture of uh, feeling accountable to our students and families collectively, where each of us is really deeply invested in each other's professional success. And that uh, just lifts the achievement of everyone. And it's a it's a very different orientation. Uh, I think it's an orientation that's really premised on this recognition that teachers are professionals. Teachers want to do well, work hard. So the job of the leader is not to try to make people work harder. It's to um, create a, a culture of learning. It's to support um, adult learning again, in the service of student learning. Yeah, I think that's really interesting. And we talk about a little bit how it's easy for teachers to kind of connect within a school. There are many teachers in a school. There's many students in a school, but there's usually one principal mm -hmm. in a school. And mm -hmm. there may be some different types of structures, but typically one principal. And how principals can learn from each other. And that's why this book's really important because it's very much a way to take a solitary profession and to mm -hmm. connect it with the broader profession of the principalship. How do principals you know, connect with each other? Is there a, a typically networks within districts, uh, professional development experiences? Obviously, reading this book would be a good idea. That's as right. Well. Everyone should do it. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, I don't think we have a lot of precedents for how principals learn together well. I remember talking to my former elementary school principal who said that he and his colleagues used to have breakfast together once a month, and that was just something that they established on their own. But I think, you know, other than structures like that, I don't think we've thought well enough in the education sector about how to support our leaders' learning. Um, so I know a lot of people, myself included, seek those opportunities out. I got a great fellowship um, where I was able to um, work with other principals. Um, and then I think the tricky thing when you get in those situations, or even at a district meeting where all the principals are together, we don't see each other a whole lot. And for me to learn in those situations, I need to be able to really ask for help or reveal whatever it is that I'm particularly struggling with. I need to, I need to be really upfront about the fact that I don't have all the answers, which should be obvious to all of us. <laughs> but I think um, we're all, um, you know, it's a scary job where you have so much responsibility on your shoulders that you need to be able to trust your colleagues pretty well in order to be able to reveal your shortcomings and, and learn. And so... Um, so it's hard to find those kinds of contexts, and it takes very deliberate work from either an organization or district leadership to build that kind of trust, and then also to build structures that require people to learn, to support, to pursue some, um, to pursue some sort of learning edge, you know, some new idea 
new aspect of our practice. Sarah, last question. It's 2016. It's different than the, the role the principal may have had in the 1950s or 60s. Obviously, learning's at, at the core and making sure the students are learning, and there's a great culture for teachers. But there are new challenges today, just in the news, seeing that there's bomb threats constantly across districts and there are issues with uh, you know school shootings and uh, cheating through iPhones on tests the whole mm -hmm. gamut of implicit things. bias yes yeah, that we're all, seeing in all sorts all of ways. sorts yep. of things in in any school district especially in a lot of underserved school districts um, what do you say to a teacher uh, or an individual who wants to become a principal or what do you say to the principal who just took on those roles um, knowing that there are all this whole new gamut of challenges facing them, what is both encouragement and then what is both uh, uh, hope for them in, in knowing that this is something that they can overcome knowing that there's so many new challenges facing them today more so than even 10, 15 years ago? Mm -hmm. Well, I guess first I'd like to say I think there are few uh, careers that will feel as meaningful and as fulfilling as this one. It's incredibly important work. Um, and so I hope that lots of really dedicated, caring, skilled teachers will consider it. And, and I also think it's um, incredible work, just on a sort of selfish level. It uh, helped me grow as a person in incredible ways and really ways that I had not predicted um, I needed to learn a lot about myself, learn a lot about how I am as a learner, um, how I can develop thick skin and, and know what's right because I know in my heart it's what's right and not what people think of me. So there are all sorts of um, personal transformations that are really rewarding as well as the uh, contribution that I feel this role makes to the community. And then I would say um, that it's important entering this role to recognize that as much as I've said that there's this enormous amount of responsibility that rests on your shoulders and that it's a lonely job, the way to do it well is to see yourself as a member of a community of learners and to see your job as um, creating a legacy at that school of, of learning. And so one of the things that I thought about all the time, and actually one of my coaches helped me um, recognize this was I need to think all the time about what do I want to continue here when I'm gone and so the there's this enormous potential to make an impact far beyond our own tenure at that school that this is about um, cultivating uh, development in adults and children that lasts um, that lasts far longer than our own our own um, stint at that school and that uh, to the extent that we can see ourselves as part of that community of learners uh, becomes a collective endeavor that is incredibly meaningful and important. Sarah, where can people get the book? It's been out for a couple months now and I'm sure more than just principals are buying this book. People from all across the country at all levels of education. Yeah, I really, so people can buy it at uh, Harvard Ed Press, people can buy it at Amazon. Um, and yeah, so I hope that it can be uh, the book that I wish somebody had handed me when I first became a principal and also that there may be lessons about leadership in it that are interesting to other people as well.
Becoming a school principal, learning to lead, leading to learn. Sarah Fireman, thanks for being on the EdCast. Thank you, Matt. This has been the Harvard EdCast, a production of the Harvard Graduate School of Education. I'm your host, Matt Weber. Thank you kindly for listening.